0: hey guys it's lauren yates here celebrity interviewer entertainment reporter and the host of this podcast rave it up celebrity news reviews and interviews if this is the first time you're listening go check out our show's trailer on apple podcasts or spotify to learn more about us and make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast we are under rave it up tv on instagram Rave It Up show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now, today, we have a chat to Australian personal trainer, author, and TV personality, Commando Steve. We, of course, talk about his experience being one of the trainers on The Biggest Loser Australia. We also go back to talk about his experience in the army how he got the name, The Commando, and we also talk about his business, Get Commando Fit, where you can book a training session with him in person. There is so much to cover today, so let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev, and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month and in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind-the-scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Rave
1: it Hey guys, it's Georgie May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavoni from Step it's Up. Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Iris. Hi, this is Dr. Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. It's Todd McKenny with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. <laughs> Rave it up. I'm I'm it having up. fun. <laughs> Hashtag Lauren Rave It Up. yes, yes, yes. Ra- Sorry. Thank you. I like that. I effect. Raving. We're raving it
0: up. Hi, Steve. How are you going today?
1: Fantastic, Lauren. Yourself?
0: Yes, I am fantastic. It feels good to be back to person, you know, in-person interviews yeah, instead of Zoom. <laughs> it's like old school now. I haven't done one I think since May, so a oh, wow. long time now. Thanks to COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I know the same. It's uh, you know, being a trainer and the like, and doing a lot of stuff online. But now we're uh, kind of back outdoors, and mm. you can run PT and do all that stuff face to face. It's just that so human connection, isn't yeah. It. yeah, that vibe, that energy, you know, that where technology is great, mm. but there's a lot that's missed.
0: Oh, definitely. Like I'm a dance instructor as well. Yep. And that was so hard during COVID because you just, the music would just not line up with the other person yeah, as well. Yeah, gotcha. You just some things you can't get across yeah. on video. So yep. I'm so glad you're here today.
1: That's all right. It's
0: great to be at Neighbours. What a small world, right? Yeah. <laughs> Now, since this is your first time on the show, Mm -hmm. we'd actually love to start from the beginning, if that's okay, to get a good idea of how you made it to where you are today. Is it true that you initially wanted to be a builder? That's very different. How come you didn't go down that path?
1: Well, um, it was probably one of the only subjects at school that I was any good at, (laughs) at that point in time. And I enjoyed that creative side, you know, getting into things and and making things. Mm. And um, I just thought that would be you know, kind of a natural fit to, uh, to adulthood. So I, um, when I left school, I, I was looking for an apprenticeship and they were pretty hard to get um, in the early 90s. And then a mate of my dad's suggested going to the army and doing my trade um, through the military or, or the army as such. So I joined up with the best intentions to do that. And um, then I found myself um, going to the School of Infantry um, and kind of going along that path. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you're, you're young, you're impressionable. Um, you kind of, for me, you know, with the military or I guess like anybody else, it's kind of sink or swim. Mm. And um, you're amongst these people that have been there for a period of time, so the directive staff, and they have their opinions on things. Yeah. And when you're young, you kind of listen to what it is that they say. And you know some of the things that were thrown around a lot was there's no point being in the army unless you go to infantry. You can do every other job in civvy Street. So if you want to do those, go back to civvy Street. <laughs> and um, I was kind of that, that mindset. So um, I kind of bought into that. And I was thought, oh yeah, it's one of the hardest jobs you can do in the army. You know, I kind of got something to prove. Mm. And um, before I knew it, I was walking lots of, or uh, well, long distances and digging big holes in the ground yeah so
0: bit different isn't yeah it? it's a little bit different
1: but kind of construction but in, in a uh in another manner different way yeah, yeah. yeah
0: it seems like the whole universe had a different plan for you <laughs> like yeah build up nudge you in this direction yeah
1: i know
0: so have you always had a love for health and fitness or did that kind of come later on in life for you
1: no it's always been there um in my younger years you know being very active, you know, hyperactive, always out and about on the push bike, you know, running around with the mates, you know, in the park, mm. um, just never at home. It was always, you know, the parents kind of looking for us or calling out that it's kind of time to come inside and, and have dinner. Whereas nowadays it's kind of completely the opposite for kids, trying to get them outside of the house is, yeah. uh, is a task. But um, yeah, it's school sports, uh, athletics, all that type of stuff I was into. And um, I guess my relationship with exercise deepened as I went into my teens. And it was, yeah, you know, I kind of, I really enjoyed it as such. Um, but also it was, um, it was a near dear friend to me in, you know, we all go through our struggles. And as you're kind of figuring um, yourself out and your identity and, and where you fit amongst your peers and the like, you know, for me, um, Exercise was uh, was a best friend, mm-hmm. and it was something that I always, I could always come back to, and it didn't judge me in any way, um, and it was kind of this this tussle uh, on a daily basis as to um, my level of commitment and discipline to um, to kind of get my backside out of bed, you know, as yeah. a youngster, and do what I deemed was necessary, and I guess that's kind of set me up for life and where I am today. It's, you know, through those hardships, through those struggles and kind of rising to the occasion, you know, kind of winning that day mentality. Mm. And that just grew over the years. So going into the military, you know, everything that was required, um, of me, of, of a soldier, you know, the, the, the operating procedures in place, you know, kind of the mission, this is, this is what you got to do. And this is what you need to do to be able to support that or fulfill that role. And, um, yeah it just kind of grew from there and then from the military um in leaving or making that conscious decision to leave I was like well you know I enjoy it and I um have have I guess there was a a passion for it as such and um I thought what better job than you know being able to wear shorts and a shirt or a singlet (laughs) and um and kind of tell people you know what to do and help them to to shape their lives in in a manner that was um more fitting and, and fulfilling as such.
0: Mm. Yeah. well, it's great you could make a job and a career out of it because you know a lot of people love working out, but yeah. not really want to take that next step to mm. help other people. So, really, take my hat off to you. Yeah,
1: I guess I don't know. Like I, I, I never really thought of it, and I guess I was quite well moving out of the military and into um, into that space. I really didn't think of it so much as the of the service and and the helping other people it was more about the sharing Mm. and the um and the things you know through my own experiences that i had learned in and helping to impart that knowledge you know and pretty soon after getting out of the military um i found myself you know on the biggest loser which was uh quite an eye-opener but at the same time um an accelerated learning curve as such
0: yeah had you been around cameras before, before Biggest Loser, or no. was that a little? That was something to get used to.
1: Yeah, no, it was definitely something to uh, to get used to. I think it took quite a few years to get used to. There was elements of it, aspects where um, it wasn't too bad, but a lot of the time it was very daunting. Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. A lot of people just find it daunting being in front of this camera. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's
1: and and I think over the over the years you learn to just relax into it mm. and. Be yourself, and people see you. Well, I guess everyone's got their own take on reality and their perceptions around things, and you know their judgments and whether they're aware of them or not. Um, but at the end of the day, you can only expect a person to be themselves. Okay. And um, that's something that I've learnt for myself because, again, doing the things that I've done in life, and then you know, through the Biggest Loser, um, playing this role as such. You know, there's this character and then there's me. Yes. And where, you know, the lines are blurred, but at the same time, where are those lines? And, you know, when am I in character? When am I Steve? And there's very much those character traits in the, um, that are both of us. And, uh, but, but more so than not, you know, in the everyday sense, I'm me and not forgetting that and mm-hmm. just being okay with that. Is um, was probably my biggest saving grace, really, because you like anything in life, you can wear that identity um, very heavy because yeah. you, you feel that you need to uphold um this perception um, because people expect that of you, mm. and um, for a long time, that's what I did, and, and uh, yeah, there's a whole host of different things, and you know, there's been a, a lot of reflection over the years, um, on, on what was and how I could maybe mold that, change that, you know, grow from that. And I think that's all you can ask anybody. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, I remember that persona so well too you know <laughs> well, I get like, reminded
1: all the time by you were the people.
0: person everyone was scared of like dark sunnies you know, know not right? smiling yeah. at all look at you now smile guys look, oh, look. <laughs> smile. <laughs> very different from what we remember you as so yeah, yeah. I'm glad that the, Steve was still under there somewhere yeah. yeah so how long do you think it was between leaving the army to when you actually started this whole personal training journey was there a good amount of time there was it kind of Hard to no, adjust like, to everyday life again.
1: Well, I, um, well, everyday life. Like kind of answering that first was, um, I, I didn't know that in the sense of you know as an adult as such. You know, I joined the army, kind of going you know, the, at the cusp of, or the start of my adulthood. So for the better part of the next decade, you know, up and towards thirty, I was indoctrinated. I was in the military, so I had an understanding to a degree of you know, the civilian outside everyday life, um, but more so the military life. And, um, you know, to, when I discharged, left the military, it, um, everything was anew as such. And there was a lot of apprehension. There was a lot of um, fear is probably the best way to put it of, you know, am I going to be able to do this? And, you know, you talk to anyone that's been, you know, in the services and the like, they, they carry that same fear, and, and 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 much the same in the everyday sense. You know, when you spend such a long period of time doing something, transitioning into something else, that transition can, um, you yeah, know, manifest a lot of uh, well, not manifest, but a lot of stuff can come up for you. Mm-hmm. And working your way through that is um, is a challenge, but also it can bring you a lot of joy and and um, and happiness as well in just are dealing with it and working through that process, and what is it that you learn from those processes? Because that's where the stuff is. You know, mm. that's that's the ingredients to you know anything. You know, I guess it's like cooking or doing something <laughs> like that. You know, you have the end result, but the end result is only a byproduct of the ingredients and what goes into it, and that's what makes Great all of us um, who we are. Mm. And we all have a, a story and something to share. I guess in this modern era with technology and all these different platforms, you know, so many more people can become well known, um, and you know, some more than others, but at the end of the day, fundamentally we're human. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's, there's human traits that we all kind of share in and, um, and burden us and and the like at the same time. And that should be the stuff that brings us together. But, love that. Yeah, so but, deep. Uh, You've learned uh, no. so much already. <laughs> Don't worry, I get I get teased all the time. Put the bell helmet on. Make sure you're hooked up to the air because we're going deep with Steve. Scoop Steve. Hey, I like just, that. <laughs> Let's just do
0: a segment with Steve. Just deep, <laughs> <laughs> deep and meaningful conversations. But, um, the stuff that should be talked about, you know? Yeah. Like there, there is still so much that can come that comes out of the army too like the discipline aspect like Mm. my partner was in the army too and he still has that very big discipline in him from what he got from the army
1: yeah and even to this day you know it it can create a lot of um agitation in a relationship especially when someone's a little more one way Mm. and they can be very particular about things and it's um i guess i've you could use the word softened as i've gotten older because you realize that reality isn't just one way and not everybody sees reality the same way that you do oh, and definitely. children and all those other those other things and it's it's just allowing others to to have space to to figure things out you know sometimes it, it's on point and other times it's messy as hell mm-hmm. and you can we all can be quick to judge the messiness and um but there's so much to learn from that you know rather than the judgment just observe mm. and it's through that observation that you know you, you've you don't have those blinkers on and you can see you tend to see so much more because you don't need to push against it you don't need to resist it or you don't need to particularly interact mm. you just sit back and observe and um
0: and learn, and learn. that's yeah. exactly right and and a lot you've of the time learn, now. <laughs> yeah learn
1: things that maybe maybe that applies to me maybe i need to be a bit more not that way or like that mm. you know and it's it's balancing that out
0: exactly it's not the it don't be so quick to judge because you could also have some stuff that you need to work through too oh
1: and and i <laughs> i realize that a lot of the time it's um in my head I think it's, it's like a human having, thing isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> but i guess a lot of us uh, you you just mentioned discipline. You know, I get so into this stuff, but it's um, I love know, what it. goes again? <laughs> what passion. what goes into the what goes into discipline? And you know, there's the accountability and there's responsibility. And there's all those other things, and being accountable and responsible for yourself and your actions and you know your own thoughts and, the, and all of it is um, it, it, it's very challenging because mm. you know a lot of the time we'd rather pass the buck and um and <laughs> Especially and you know make age. it some make it somebody else's thing to deal with and um you know the more that you can just go into things with your eyes open i remember uh you know when we were taught to parachute and you go through all the the land-based drills and then you come to your first jump and you're know, part of the process of jumping out with a static line is um you count to three thousand yeah one one thousand two one thousand three one thousand look up yeah <laughs> yep there's a canopy there and i don't need to deploy my reserve but when you first jump out of the plane, for me, I don't know about the other guys, I was like, you know, you're like, like stiff as a board. and you look up and Oh like, oh, oh thank yeah, God. and then over time, you start jumping out with your eyes open. It's like, wow, man, this is so cool. You're like, you just, you exit this, this rush and this. Oh, there's just so many different things going on and you feel the pull of the static line as it pulls the shoot out of the rigging on the back and you, know, you kind of fall into it because you've got this full body harness on and um you know it's there whereas those first times everything just happens so quickly and that's why there's the count Mm. so that you've got something to base yourself in although you're dangling around in the air um and and a process so that you know you stay alive more, more so than <laughs> yeah. anything and you can get to your uh, destination. And
0: later on when you know what you're to, doing, you can yeah. enjoy the view.
1: <laughs> but that, and that's exactly right. And isn't that life? Yes. It's all about, you know, yeah, there's some messy stuff and there's just the grit and the suffering and the pain. But you're doing things with your eyes open and realizing that that doesn't have to whitewash everything. You know, there's, there's so much more to it and you can enjoy it. Yeah, gosh, we've gone I love that. this place real quick, haven't we?
0: <laughs> That's going to be like my snippet of promoting the interview. <laughs> just how deep we just got. I love it. <laughs> Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret, we like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time, like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone FX has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, allgone effectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-Effects Australia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. And I do love the name the commando as well. It's very yeah. unique. It stands out. <laughs> I wanted to know how you came up with that because well, the second commando regiment in the army didn't mm. actually form till 2009, which is after you left. And then I was like doing a bit of research. I was like, mm. oh, there's a commando movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, yeah. in the in the 80s. Where did you come up with well, the idea for this name? Well,
1: the the unit and the history behind it, it like stems way back. Like even before, I guess maybe in other countries they were using the, the the name commando but in australia they had z force and 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 other i guess names for units that were kind of to a degree misfits that were brought from different services together um, to do like missions that they weren't sure could be accomplished mm-hmm. and they'd get you know people who were kind of li- living on the cusp you know willing to kind of venture into the unknown and and you know, f- for the for the purpose or the mission of the in war to um, to try and change the the, the the change courses essentially, or to try and stop you know, for example, you know the things that some of the commandos of Z Force did up in Singapore Harbour, and then in Timor as well, and then uh, you know SAS you know came about, and um, here in Australia they had two commando. Reserve units, one in Melbourne and one in Sydney, and then in 1996, after they brought the fourth battalion um, down from Townsville, they um, went under a role change to a commando unit, but it was called 4 RAR Commando at that point in time. So, and it was a bit a uh, foot in either camp. You know, one foot's in the uh, Royal Australian Regiment, which is you know infantry and then the other foot in the Special Forces side of things. And the, um, the intention was to transition into the Special Forces, but um, there was a lot of hang-ups with tradition and, and um, you know, where are we as such? And that's why, you know, 2009 there 2009, it was definitive. But um, up until that point in time, yeah, it was kind of four-hour commando. And um, that's the time when I was in that unit. And in leaving and going on The Biggest Loser, um, you needed a bit the, the, of a stage well, name, didn't well, you? Well, <laughs> that came from production. So the executive producers, and one um, particularly from things that he um, was doing in, in America and what he was seeing, he felt that there was, on The Biggest Loser, um, a role for someone with a character, because you obviously had Shannon and Michelle. Uh, well, the Americans, Bob and Gillian first, and then Ooh. Shannon and Michelle kind of went through or under their tutelage, you came up as the, the lead trainers. Yeah. And I was kind of this enigma.
0: That you know, came like in the Stig. Later. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: like was it was the same season that Shannon and Michelle did, but no one knew that I existed except for two people. And I was training Chris and Kimberly um, on the side and then they were injected uh, like a like halfway to three quarters of the way into the show. Mm, and Chris actually that. went on to win. Um, but the name, kind of from the unit that that I was in, you know, I was kind of. The producers were like, "Well, you know, if you get this role, you know, what, what name do you want to go by?" And I don't actually remember any particular conversation. I just think from the unit I'd been in this long story I just told you. Um,
0: <laughs> hey, I like long it, stories. <laughs> that it
1: um that it was fitting, hmm. and um. And the commando kind of encapsulated you know especially in people's minds much like the stig yeah. you know, this 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 person but no one really knew who that person was they were just kind of good at what they did and for me it was kind of sunglasses on looking probably more menacing than it, and folded, then saying yeah. anything yeah like <laughs> mm. you know and, and kind of pointing the finger and that motto no excuses but over the years i recognized that you know, for people to kind of fall in love with you and like your role and your character and to be on television, um, on a more regular basis, you couldn't be so one dimensional. Mm. And that was a progression with time. And then, you know, as I, um, as they asked me to come on in a more full time capacity alongside the other trainers, uh, the sunglasses came off, you know, I got to smile, I got to interact. Although in the everyday sense, I was always doing that. They just didn't the way in which they edited and they Mm. kind of told the story on television um, was was void of all of that. Movie magic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you know, anyone that's been behind the camera knows, you know, what goes into it. Um, And there's a lot of footage and and the like that um, gets discarded um, to tell a story. Mm. But um, for me, with all of that, the hardest thing was always the interviews. I I really struggled. Um, I used to find it very hard to relax, I guess. I could get quite anxious about things. Because you couldn't um, just be like this. Well, not 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 so much that. They probably I probably could have been. Um, I just I don't know. Maybe I was just regimented. I um, I think maybe from the military we never really spoke much about what we did. We kind of showcased um, through our actions, mm. and um, that that was the expectation. Whereas. To kind of narrate things, it's like, come on, man! I'm not reading a kid's book, you know. It's like, <laughs> you know, like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to conjure up this this idea. Like, let's go out and live it, mm-hmm. and um, because that's that was what was required. And to kind of sh- to to shed that skin, um, you know, take some time. It's 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 really hard to just kind of trans. You know, I keep using the word transition, but um, change that identity as such and you know all the other little character traits that that come with it you know because mm. to this day there's a hangover for me from from the military in my younger years with you know the discipline the way i can be and you know it and we all know it for, um, even for children you know a lot of how they are as adults or how we are as adults um is reflected by you know our upbringing in mm. the environment and you know the people that we're around and you know the lessons that we learn
0: How did you find it coming out of the show now? Because you're obviously going by Commando Steve now, so Mm. you're putting your name in there, but also living in a suburban area, a bit more everyday life. Is it been really (laughs) helpful to like, you know, put Biggest Loser on a bit of promotional advertisements and things for your own business? Or is it a bit of a challenge to kind of put Biggest Loser aside and go, hey, I'm
1: Steve? Yeah, no, no, I've never, yeah, way back, you know, anything that um, that that I did, that we did in the in like in a business sense, um, we were smart enough to realise that for people to feel connected, you know, a name kind of needed to go with it, mm. and um, that's where you know the commander and Steve kind of came. I felt came together nicely. Uh, and, and what it was that I was doing you know, outside of the show because I was training people I had clients I had a gym I had a CrossFit affiliate I was you know heavily involved in the CrossFit side of things and um, yeah it just it, it felt right to me um, yeah as as for the biggest loser side of things and I don't to remove myself in any way I've never intentionally tried to do that um, I think it's just it's like anything, you know. People remember, you know, things that were on television, and over the years, when it's not there, you know, the, it, it's it's kind of forgotten about to a degree until people it, people are reminded of it. Mm. And um, yeah, as in the promotional or utilising it, you know, say in marketing or for my business, I, I've never really done that.
0: Deliberately done, yeah. It, yeah.
1: Like it's um, again, I, I I put it down or what it is that I. I do or we do to the present moment and you know what we can do um at any given point in time you know yeah it's great to have um i guess it's like you know from the military medals and all this other type of stuff and rank and structure uh, that that comes with you know positions but you know that was yesterday and mm. um, today's today and what is it that we can do right now and in the present moment what it is that we can do right now is what's setting us up you know, for what's to come, and that's that's where I'm at, and um, and right thinking there. about <laughs> it's, you know, not just for myself, but you know, also within the family, and then that's inward looking, but outward looking, you know, in the relationships and the rapport that you um, that you build with with other people, because we live in such a consumable um, society nowadays that um, you know people are willing to spend their money, but Giving them a reason or a point of difference to spend their money with you over others is, you know, we're all kind of focused at that. You know, we're trying to get um, or create enough noise um, so that you do um, fall within, you know, their bandwidth on a given day. They'll tune into what it is that you're doing. They'll listen to what it is that you say. Um, Which, as you get older and the like, it can get a bit tough because you don't want to play those games. And um, you know, look at social media and the like, and I've got four kids. My eldest daughter's going on 23, and you know, watching her and how she interacts with others, and then you know, social media is a lot different to how I do it and my willingness to. But also, um, I can get paid from it, <laughs> you know, and a lot of people can. And so it's kind of playing that game, and 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 for me, it's it can be a little removed from. Like the everyday reality,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. You said just before, you know, living in the suburbs and doing all that. Like, but that's what it's always been for me. Um, I think you just, depending on where you live, you kind of fit in with the with the furniture. So people kind of get used to you being, um, you know, a local or in that area. Do
0: people still recognize you, oh, pe- especially at the shops. <laughs> yeah,
1: people do. Um, but but again, it's more so when you go to. Um, To different places, like I, I was for our little Christmas do on the uh, on the weekend. We were up at the Bella Vista Hotel, and you know that's you know people have a few drinks in them and stuff like that, and then you know their their inhibitions and and the like kind of are lowered, (laughs) so then they're more willing to to maybe say something or come up to you or you know just be cheeky, Mm. Um, which I kind of know to expect. In, in putting myself in an environment like that. But at the end of the day, people say, oh, but, but just don't do it well. You know, there, there's others as well that you're, you're interacting with and, 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 and living life with that you can't always not be there. Mm. Yeah, because what fun's just that? To avoid like just it. Yeah, yeah, just to avoid knowing that people are going to potentially say something. So for, for me then thinking, Wow look at all these you know like these really famous actors and, and musicians and the like um, you know it's it's a no wonder they live in big houses with big walls and drive around with dark windows on their cars because they'd never get left alone mm. and everyone's always wanting not something from them but they're um, they're intrigued
0: yeah as to the what what makes them tick them. you know mm. uh,
1: but if you sat down with any one of them they're mm. as much a human being as, as, as I anybody know. else yes. yeah and it's and, just a uh,
0: whole i guess magic of tv yeah. that i've always found interesting because even you know i i just consider you an everyday guy like mm. personal trainer like there's heaps of personal mm-hmm. trainers yeah. out there but the very fact that you've been on tv you know even look at people that say you're on something like the voice they might yeah. not even win it but they yeah. come out of it and go oh my god you've been on tv like yeah. you're so cool yeah. and then they have this some sort of stardom yeah like i remember like one of the first um guests i had on the radio show was lee Western from the biggest loser and people were like oh my god it's lee yeah
1: yeah.
0: he's an everyday guy he was just losing weight on a tv show yeah yeah (laughs)
1: it's just it's funny to get your head around i know i know Mm. but you know the the other mediums now with you know TikTok and and snapchat and youtube (laughs) and (laughs) too
0: many to go on yeah but there's
1: um (laughs) Some people definitely have, or a lot of people who kind of end up in that pinnacle at at, a particular, I guess in, in, what do you say, industries or or Mm. and the like, they've got some spark. They've got something that differentiates them. It's like elite athletes. You know, maybe it's the work they put in. It's not always the raw talent that they have, but it's that work ethic and you know there's there's a lot of keynotes there's a lot of people who get up on stages and talk and, and become quite well known in business circles and the like and a lot of those messages really come back to the small things the simple things the discipline like you know just forging your way you might be tired you might be this you might be that who gives us stuff like you just you got to keep going but it's not in such a a way that it's 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 so rigid like there's got to be flexibility the ability to kind of mold and adapt and, and move um, with things and you know, overcome those fears of uh, of failing as mm. such, you know. But what is failure really? It's you know, it's just a learning experience. At the end of the day, you know, you're still breathing. You're still, you know, you're still you. Um, you know, what are the next steps? You know, in place. And for what I do, that's very much um, what you're dealing with in the everyday sense with people too. You know, from the biggest loser, you know, and 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 you're helping those that. Um, you know, are in a position where it can be quite dire straits they, they definitely need to lose that weight they need to you know get their head on track and and you know put in place like the jumping out of the plane the one two three have some structure and routine so that they can cope and deal with the everyday sense to to clients who you know, one day to kill it in a training session the next day they getting there was a struggle because their heads getting the better of them or they didn't sleep because of the kids or job stressing them out you know who knows Mm. but um being open and considerate and inclusive enough to be able to observe and recognize these things means that um that that people feel like they belong and they feel safe and when people feel safe and connected mate they will do amazing things Mm. Yeah, and that's what I learned from the Biggest Loser, or from the military and the Biggest Loser too. You can point the finger as the commando did, and kind of get in their face and yell and sc- not well scream as such, but sort of. Yeah, it was kind of that. It was it was it was kind of tick the box and necessity. You you must do this. No, but, yeah, um, you have um, to no, point wasn't. your finger at least but, once um, per episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So they got it. Yeah. Um, but but in the conversations with my team, was like you know outside of. Um, being on camera, they knew that that was kind of what was expected as well. So, you know, off camera, we'd have conversations, we'd sit around, we'd talk, we'd talk about nutrition, we'd talk about this, you know, what about this? What about that, you know? And um, the effort that was required, and it was, wasn't always in the training session it was me, it was like, when you get up in the morning, or you gotta get your backside out of the bed in the morning, you need, you need to get on that treadmill or that bike or whatever it might be and get however many Ks or burn however many K, whatever it might've been. And then you need to do the same thing at the end of the day they had a hard job um, yeah. you know before and after plus then the the day and the filming schedule you know doing training sessions on camera being interviewed about it um interviewed about making a bowl of whatever for breakfast like because it needed to be narrated mm. and they were always worn out <laughs> and <laughs> to be left alone to train oh they they, they would have killed for that it's um
0: yeah,
1: Go away, cameras. I'm on a, 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 a show where I need to lose weight, you know, and I'm too busy sitting in a chair being interviewed. Like, it's not helping me. Mm. But, um,
0: it's a side we don't even think about. There's people watching it on TV. That's exactly <laughs> right.
1: And, um, that's why Chris and Kimberly did so well on that first show because we were removed. We mm-hmm. had the opportunity, or they had the opportunity, to train four hours a day, six days a week, pretty much, wow. without the interference of cameras and too many interviews and the like. So, yeah, they uh, they got fit real quick. But thank um, you for
0: giving us a little behind the scenes yeah, look like for it's, that.
1: Um, and you're not so aware of it at that given point in time. It's only until art you go, ah, oh, that's probably a good reason why they are where they are. You know, you you get into their heads, you make them do you know things that are tough. And I guess that's probably another differentiator from the role that I played, but more what that. The capability of that role um, was enhanced from what I'd learned, the things that I'd been exposed to in the military. Mm. You know, a lot of the stores carries, you know, the odd equipment. You know, being out in the parks, not being too worried about getting wet. You know, muddy, sandy. You know, in the rain, because the, the visual effects of all of that on television are a va- like they're, they're, they're the the, uh, the the polarity to. You know this pristine, nice floor, you've got a roof over your head, you've got the fans going, oh yeah, it's all it's nice. It's the money shot, the, yeah. all the mud and everything. I know, right? <laughs> and people all, they kind of, that's thats what they want to see. Yeah. But a lot of the time, and they, they kind of want to do it, but when it comes to it, Nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, if anybody does want to be trained by Steve, they can go to commandosteve.com, right? Yep, yep. You even have Commando Kids. That's very interesting. What does that involve? Well,
1: like? it's... I guess it's a spin on, um, you Just know, everything PA that we... yeah PE at school? Yeah, well, well, at one stage, it was kind of approaching that and kind of looking at, at what, um, you know, what was required to kind of, you know, get that... Well, you know, that type of training in schools. Well, not that type of training, but... Just more around um, encouraging kids to uh, to be active, um, and again off the, the the character and the role. And then one of my daughters um, doing some stuff with me um, when I was working with Garmin a few years ago. We kind of saw the fit. It was it it was clear. It was obvious. But um, you know, past few years there's there's been a lot of uh, you know stay at home um, imposed upon us all, and um, that ability to kind of come together in groups and the like is removed. So they kind of put the brakes on things, but we've run commando kids camps through school holidays and the like, it's it's more just, you know, that intensive, um, you know, get together and, you know, teach them, you know, fundamentals and movement patterns and, and how to move better. Cause you train adults and you think, and then you train kids and you see how well they move and it's like well if these adults had been shown this stuff when they were kids they'd be in a much better place mm, so why not start them you young know, yeah start them young yeah and um that was kind of you know, the whole premise behind it and um you know I'd have some fun with it too because mm. kids kind of love that they love a character you know they <laughs> love marvel and you know all those other other things so um like commander a bit like the Punisher or something, yeah. <laughs> Get the water pistol out, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Joe
0: Jimmy from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Spivani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills.
1: Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These
0: celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves a book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bullying or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now.
1: Do you love the world of entertainment?
0: And do you love writing? Well, you could be perfect to join Rave It Up, We are currently looking for talented new writers to write for our website, raveituptv.com. You must speak fluent English and be passionate about everything entertainment, from celebrities to movies and music. If you're interested, please email us at info at raveituptv.com. How did you find the whole lockdown, especially mental health-wise? Because, as you said, you weren't able to do the whole groups Mm. in person. And I'm sure we can agree, physical health. Uh, mental health is as important as physical health as well. Oh, it, How well, did you it's, cope?
1: physical health, you know, really only is what it is because people are aware of their their mental state. Because mm. those that really get bogged down and, and um, by by their their mental well-being find that there's a lot of procrastination. There's an inability to 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 be physical as such, to move, to, to be a shapeshifter. Mm. You know, that's the beautiful thing of being human is we have this, this wonderful mind that can be very creative and, um, and, and come up with ideas and concepts, but it's taking those ideas and concepts and turning them into a reality, you know, in, in this world that we live in. And we all have the opportunity to do those things, no matter how small but unfortunately people do they get hung up by their um by their well not by their but but um like depression and anxiety and you know certain stresses and then it manifests itself in a physical form you know with with health you know complications mm. and the like and um it's just it becomes you know multi-layered mm. and to kind of work your way through that can take a lot of time but um yeah, lockdown you know for myself and the like yeah it struggles like anybody else um but at the same time i quite i quite enjoyed it you're like oh um, finally I, I, only, off. I only had to open the door and you know turn the tv and computer on and run zoom sessions from in here whereas you know loading the car and and making sure you have enough equipment for you know the clients and making you know whereas zoom you could have you could have 100 you could have 200 you could have three hundred thousand people you know, and
0: you could literally do whatever you wanted all the way up to it instead that, of travel time and things exactly like that. That's exactly right. Yeah, so I found that too. Um, it, was,
1: um, it, was a, to, it was to a degree a bit of a blessing in disguise, but um, at the same time, yeah, what was removed was that you know, ability to interact with your friends and, and loved ones as well who didn't live with you. you know, I haven't, even to this day, I haven't seen um, my family as such, my mum, dad, brothers, because they're all up in Queensland. You know, that's been what, you know, and it's all right though, but it's, um, and that's been about two years, (sighs) but, um, yeah, I think running a business that's very focused on service and and being there for others, um, like they say, um, you know, in in helping others, you help yourself and, um, you know, just that observation of, you know, people struggling and dealing with things, you reflect for yourself and, and kind of ask yourself that question and how you're doing you know and and for me i'm i like to be proactive and if you know if 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 a muscle's tight all right well i spend the time and i stretch it if something's kind of not how i feel it should be whether that's you know physically or mentally well what are some of the things that i can put in place or the practices that i can adopt to help me deal with it or you know it could be as simple as talking to your partner or Mm. talking to one of your kids (laughs) because damn man they can um they can come up with some pretty wise you know statements from time to time or, we or learn off each other yeah exactly mm. and um yeah i just i don't know like uh, isn't that you know everything that we've been talking about for years leading up to you know this whole you know covid saga is, as such is you know resilience and what makes us resilient this humans are resilient by nature like yeah. we've we've lived on this earth for thousands of years you know we've we've adapted and that's um and we've learned to accept what presents itself and it but it's through the connection and 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 you know an idea or a concept someone coming up with it and, and and another expanding on it and um and then we put things into practice, oh that didn't work too well. <laughs> well, let's try it yeah, you know, slightly differently. Or complete one eighty. Mm. And um trial and, and error. Yeah. Mm. But I think one big thing that's um is tripping us up as humans is comfort.
0: Yeah, getting too comfortable. Yeah, and mm. we seek and, and we- laziness. <laughs> well, yeah, we we bit.
1: seek comfort. We're mm. we're not even conscious that we are. And that's like back to what we're laughing about before with the training sessions and being outdoors and the like, you know, our business lately, you know, because of COVID essentially was outdoor training because gyms were shut for a long period of time, yet we could still operate. And it was a bit of a no brainer, but then trainers who are used to training in gyms found it quite difficult to maybe transition outdoors. How do I run a session outdoors? Outdoor areas and nature, even a big park is very vacuous because you need to bring energy to that it, it becomes about what you can provide yeah. whereas uh, and and there's and there's this attachment too so people i train at this gym i go to this There's a threshold there's this this structure in people's minds they associate whereas you say to someone oh where do you train oh, i train in caddy and then people picture oh, but that's where they play soccer <laughs> you know like it's a it's it, there's all these different so you know it's um there's a lot of stuff going on for, uh, for people, but you know what we do, we've got to deal with the elements. You know, you're know, you dealing with the environment. It's hot, it's cold, it's, it's, raining, it's wet it's... and raining. You know, It's all these different things. <laughs> Get the mud <which>, out. <laughs> yeah, which means it's difficult for business, but at the same time, um, it creates obstacles for clients mm-hmm. just to show up. They'll look at the weather app. It's gonna rain. It might not even rain, and they don't show up because it's predicted to rain. Mm you know what I mean? Or you change locations, they don't like that location or it's too far. So there's a constant, the constant struggle. No excuses. <laughs> but it, it, it encourages you to to extend yourself, to to look for um, for, for a means and a way to, um, to deal with the challenge that presents itself, however big or small it might be. And um, it, it constantly keeps you uncomfortable. Mm. And, um, you know, look at some of the Again, greatest athletes, soccer players in the world, you know, basketball players, they came from absolutely nothing. They'll kick in, you know, not even a proper soccer ball around in the dirt in, you know, in a developing country. So going on to be you know, on the world stage as a superstar. And they all go back to their childhood. They all talk about how hungry they were for things. And, mm. and, and those who can remember that and keep that in place, although you know, the, the, they've got the world in their hands, um, they're pretty well-rounded people. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of us need to just sit back sometimes, take stock of that, and just go, actually, you know, be be grateful for, for what you've already got, it's enough. And if anything else was to come, you're quite fortunate. Um, but be okay with um, with what's going on now and, and get yourself uncomfortable. You've got to do it at least once a day.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, mm.
1: and, um, and that, that grounds you, keeps it real.
0: Mm. I love how- i remember that. Oh, yeah. Write it down after the I interview. Know, I always forget. I'll just give you and the I snippet. I say things,
1: <laughs> yeah. I say things, and then people, they say, yeah, Commando Steve or CS or whatever it is, and I'm like, did I say that? I can't even remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give you a snippet of that. Like, like,
1: like, really? And that part it's of the just... interview for you. <laughs> or, you know, I've seen like other gyms and, and, and things around that and I follow, and they, they put a quote up and it's like, and then they say, Commando Steve, and I was like, wow at what point did i say that but i'll i'll take it it sounds great yeah
0: well today i've loved it because it's been so deep and meaningful and hopefully a lot of people can take some lessons out of today as well no, thank you would you like to do a quick game
1: yeah sure let's two
0: try. minutes why not yep. yeah you don't have a client coming no, no second no. do you? okay <laughs> well we have a legendary game here on rave it up it's called the two minute hot seat oh wow yes and it's pretty, pretty simple, it's just like the rest of the interview, it's just questions, but there is a timed limit on it. Gotcha. So I'm going to ask you various questions and you just yep. have to pick your preference. All right. So it's like dogs or cats, oh, singing or dancing, yes, things yes. like that. Like A and B. Yeah, exactly. And you have to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. Oh, wow. And then when we finish, we'll see where you sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else that's played the game on gotcha. the show. Let's go. So you're the 138th person to play this. <laughs> it's funny. I had Michelle on the show and also yeah. Tiffany, but I only just did the interview. So they didn't play it, unfortunately. But oh. maybe if I have them on again, you can set the bar nice and high for them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Are you all ready? Let me, let me get my stopwatch. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, yep. one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Apple or Android? Apple. Raffle or rock? Oh, rock. Rock or pop? Rock. Pop or country? Country. Beach or mountains? Both. Beach or pool? Both. Skiing Uh, or snowboarding?
1: uh, Snowboarding.
0: Comedy or action? Action. Blondes or brunettes? I
1: don't know. (laughs) Brunettes.
0: Sweet or salty? Salty. Sunglasses or hat? Hat. SUV or convertible? SUV. Mac or PC? Mac. PlayStation or Wii? PlayStation. Sing or dancing? What was that one? Singing or dancing?
1: Oh, oh, singing.
0: Dogs or cats?
1: Dogs.
0: (laughs) Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Summer. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson?
1: Oh, the second one. (laughs) Johnny
0: Depp or Smith? Johnny Depp. Mall or online shopping? Mall. Cinema or home movie? Cinema. Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. Cake or cookies? (laughs) Cookies. Cookies or cookie dough? Uh, Cookies. Family or friends? Family. Football or soccer? Football. Christmas or your birthday? Birthday. Night or day? Day. Bus or train?
1: Oh, train.
0: Straight or curly hair? Straight. Eye colour, blue or brown? Blue. Vampire or werewolf? Werewolf. Texting or calling?
1: <laughs> calling. <laughs>
0: Sydney or Melbourne? Sydney. Friday or Saturday? Saturday. TV or movies? Movies. Starbucks or glory jeans?
1: <laughs> Starbucks. Snow or surf? Surf.
0: Harry Potter or Twilight?
1: <laughs> what was that one?
0: Harry Potter or Twilight?
1: Oh God, neither.
0: Family Guy or The Simpsons? Simpsons. McDonald's or Hungry Jacks? McDonald's. Red Rooster or KFC? Red Rooster. French fries or chips? All of them. Burger or hot dog? Burger. (laughs) Pies or sausage rolls? Pies. Tomato sauce or barbecue sauce? Tomato. Guitar or drums? Guitar. Sneakers or thongs? Sneakers. And we're out of time! I realise those food questions are not the best for you.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't mind. Like, but, We're but allowed if, our cheap you, If you're talking preference, that's that's where you're going. I see that. Yes, like exactly. It's not that I you know, make it a habit of going to Maccas or... Uh, do you
0: eat this every day? Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> what do you... Yeah. What do you eat every day? Three meals a day.
0: How many questions do you think you answered in that I time? I don't
1: know. I reckon it would have been 30.
0: Ooh, more than that. Wow. Well, I know. It goes very quickly, doesn't mm. it? Well, you have answered 51 questions. Wow. And you are sitting number 37 on the Raver Up leaderboard. Wow, well,
1: people got... Get, what's the 101
0: questions is the top one. But it was her second time playing, so she oh, got
1: wow. an advantage. And I, I, and I don't and think I, she
0: was giving her honest answers either. It was like, just quick as possible.
1: Yeah, right, I get you. Because <laughs> uh, two of them or three of them, I, I, I didn't hear you properly. I think... What happens is you get hung it's the up. the sound. Yep. Well, not just the sound, but you're also thinking of what was just what asked, was asked of you. Yeah. I think that's the kind I've of I've played it too and I'm
0: like, this is so hard.
1: It's kind of the person you are. You're, 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 uh, when, especially when you're, you're trying to be honest about things.
0: Mm. Have you ever watched the TV show SWAT? SWAT. SWAT, yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen a, yeah, a little yeah. bit of it. The technical advisor of that show, I've interviewed him. Uh, mm. He was in the Navy. Mm. Um, and you answered the same amount of questions oh, as him. There so you there you go. It's like the Army and the Navy guys yeah. answering the same amount of questions. And that was over Zoom. So you guys <laughs> did very well. <laughs> well, we are unfortunately getting to the end of the interview, Steve. But as a closing statement, yeah. and was probably the most important question, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self?
1: Know what you want. Be committed. And if you don't, it's not. Don't be. Don't take on too many responsibilities.
0: Mm.
1: You yeah, Don't be. Don't be shackled, as such. So, it's. I guess around that the forming of your identity, knowing who you are, um, and until that point in time, don't burden yourself and take on too much, mm. so that you can live life. So you you can enjoy it, it, yeah, and allow that process and those experiences to shape you so that you can make more informed decisions. Mm, I love that. Yeah, because we can get quite, um, we can be quite wishy-washy about things and we become uncomfortable about something, so we step into something else to try and um, distract us or or, or, um, deflect, Mm. yeah, because that's too difficult to deal with. And I think I did as much as there was a certain amount of commitment and discipline for me um, around certain things. There was other things that I was quite unsure of, um, and I became quite wishy-washy around. So you've you kind of just pack your bag and off you go, mm. and um, it's kind of just left. And because you haven't maybe resolved it or or seen it through. Um, it um, it only manifests itself and comes back up again, and then you have Very to deal true. with that lesson over and over, and it's like, hang on a second, like, here we go, here's that pattern, yeah. Mm. What but, am I going
0: to do differently this time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop and, it from coming back.
1: And I guess you know, something that I've lived by, but you know, be your own be your own source of encouragement.
0: Mm.
1: Like it's um, as much as we can rely or we'd like to rely on other people, and there are other people in our corner and. And, um, and support us. Um, just be mindful of, of what you're willing to do and not to do um, because we all seek acceptance, probably more so than taking our next breath. Yeah, yeah we want to feel validated. We want to, we want to fit in um, and that's not always going to be, but you got to be happy and comfortable in your own skin and be your own source of encouragement because it's your two legs that walk you. You know, it's your heart that's beating you know, use it. Use them.
0: Love that. Another quote today. Yeah. <laughs> and good advice for all the uh, young listeners too, not just the yeah, younger you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. if our um, audience want to contact you, find out what you're up to yeah. in the future, where should we well, go follow you? As you were
1: saying, so you know, the website for those who still look at websites, um, <laughs> commandosteve.com, then any of the social media platforms, um, it's Commando Steve. Mm, easy and, enough um, to find you. Just yeah. type in
0: him into Google. <laughs> yeah. And
1: then... Um, yeah, and we're kind of in that the the hills area, you know, Kellyville, Beaumont Hills, we're actually looking to to open up a an indoor space. Um, within the next month or two so that um, you know, we could deliver training regardless of rain, hail or, or shine.
0: Yeah. Oh well, keep me up to date with that. For Maybe sure, we for sure. Do another interview and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Come there. in and have a check of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. I know you're so busy. Like, it was hard to organize this, wasn't it? I'm sorry. Yeah, (laughs) it happens. No, it's fine. (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends